there's optimism in Houston with the uh, you know D'Amico Ryan's uh, returning as now the new head coach, and also a possible cornerstone rookies C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports Zone by Jason Bristol from KHOU in Houston. And good to have you on the show, Jason. 11 wins over the last three consecutive now losing seasons. Is is there realistic optimism regarding the 2023 Texans? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Thanks for having me on. It is uh, a complete 180 from what we've seen over the past couple of years with a guy that most people had never heard of and David Culley coaching and then Lovey Smith. But when you've got two of the top three picks in the entire draft, yeah, you're pumped. Now, were Texans fans and the city, were they disappointed in, in not getting that number one overall pick because they won a game on the last day of the season? Yeah. But when you look at what the Texans came away with, and not just the two guys at the top of the draft, but there's a wide receiver, Tank Dell, from the University of Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. Little guy, big playability. He's really impressed during camp and in that first preseason game. So this is probably the best vibe we've gotten from the fans in a very long time, probably since uh, when Deshaun was drafted here and, and obviously um, when he first burst upon the scene. There was some stuff going on there. We will get to Mr. Dell momentarily. Uh, so let's start with the return of D'Amico Ryan's, a tremendous player in his Texans days, most recently the highly, regard, uh, highly regarded uh, 49ers defensive coordinator. What is Ryan's most brought to the Texans organization, in your opinion, in his return to Houston? I think excitement. Again, when you get get these coaches that they've had, and, and again, no slight on, on what they've done in their career, but here you've got a guy that I think most people would probably say was the number one candidate in terms of assistant coaches on the market. And the fact that he wants to be here and told us his first news conference, uh, Nick Casario, the general manager, said, Basically, at the end of the interview, they have a little thing that, hey, do you have anything else to add? And D'Amico goes, I want to come home. I want to be here. I want to, I want to, let's get this done. And, and the Texans brass, they were just blown away by that. And the fact that he has familiarity with the organization, this is not an old team. I mean, this, this team's only been around for almost, you know, roughly two decades. And the fact that, now you've got a guy who, quote-unquote, wants to come home, who's, whose life was really shaped by such an important part of, of a time during his life to come back and want, want to be here and oversee this work in progress, this, this restoration project. Fans are just really pumped, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that not only is he a key player, one of the best players this organization has ever had, but... He wanted to be here, and he was arguably the number one target on the market. Will Anderson, he was a skilled, multi-skilled player, really, uh, yep. at uh, Alabama. I actually think he was most effective as an edge rusher. So what's Ryan's and the in the Texans plan for Anderson? Um, I think edge rusher. <laughs> so, you know. That's good uh, to hear. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? And it's, it's – uh, he has been when you see him uh, it is 
it's one thing to see these guys on TV, but sometimes when you see them up close for uh, your, your, like a first time, I looked at this dude's thighs and I was like, those are like Earl Campbell thighs. And the fact that he's able <laughs> to to run as quick as he does and and uh, bull rush the way he does. Uh, Jerry Hughes, longtime, uh, longtime NFL player who's with the Texans. I mean, he was dropping a comp of Von Miller. So, listen, if, if wow. the Texans get another Von Miller, uh, like that type of player, win, win, win. Uh, obviously, in the first round with quarterbacks, 50-50 proposition with these guys. And the fact that they were able to get Stroud but then come back and, oh, yeah, which team did they trade with? Oh, yeah, to get Will Henderson. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's really been exciting uh, and the fans are just pumped. Now, do they think people around here think they're going to win 10 or 11 games this year? No. But I, I think when you consider how the the team, in a lot of games last year, they were close. They were close games. So I don't think seven or eight wins, maybe nine. I don't, I don't think that's out of the question if if, if a lot of uh, the breaks, breaks fall the Texans' way. Okay, you ruined the big finisher at the end, so hold off on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's okay. all right. I figured we'd talk about the okay. weather because what was it? It was like 120 degrees out there. Is that what I heard? Oh, uh, we don't we don't care anymore. It's no big deal. It's a, it's not even a dry heat this year. All right, <laughs> C.J. Stroud. Uh, he was very efficient on a variety of throws at Ohio State. How's he looked so far in Houston? And uh, do we expect him to start the season ahead of the returning Davis Mills? Yes, I would say we do expect that. And he's looked like a rookie quarterback. Some days are good. Some days, not so good. He had a shaky first preseason game. But I would argue, and I think a lot of people here have said, he wasn't playing in front of his best offensive line. I mean, some of the guys, third stringers, were getting manhandled. And, and I, you kind of say, well, geez, he's your prize prize possession or one of them why would you put him behind that kind of offensive line in his first preseason game this week we're expecting on saturday against the dolphins it appears based on what we're hearing from the coaching staff that most of the guys will play if not all of them and that's a good sign but he's a rookie and i think the expectations are the expectations there's going to be some good days and some bad days but overall, I think how you bounce back from those bad days, the coaching staff, by all accounts, seems to be really impressed. And it's not an easy playbook that they have here. Bobby Slowick, uh, new offensive coordinator who also comes over from the San Francisco 49ers, uh, one of the players, Damian Pierce, referred to his playbook as a Bible. And right now, Damian goes, we're only on John. <laughs> so um, wow. it, it, it's going to be a transition. But so far, so good in the sense that I think CJ has really bounced back from the days that he hasn't been um, maybe as good as you would hope. But again, he's a rookie quarterback, and I think that that's to be expected. Yeah, for a team that only won three games last season and none outside the division, they've got two really good tackles. Laramie Tunsil who was actually the highest-graded pass blocker in the NFL, yep. according to P- PFF, and also Titus Howard. Uh, that's an excellent tackle duo you know, to protect a rookie quarterback, right? Oh, without a doubt. And, and a lot of times last year, 
people were always like, oh, this, this offensive line, it's got to be fixed. It's got to be fixed. And I haven't looked up this, looked up this, this, this situation, but consider the Texans with Kenyon, Kenyon Green, a guard, they've got three first-rounders on this, on this offensive line, this starting offensive line. I don't know how many other teams in the NFL have three, three first-rounders on their offensive line, but Tunsil, and to go back to the to go back to the question about CJ Stroud, I mean, a lot of times you you play for these teams that have won only two or three games, and the line is terrible. I think this line is actually going to be pretty good. They also added Shaq Mason, and uh, yep. they picked a second rounder in Juice Scruggs out of moved up to get him from Penn State. So when you look at that situation, I think it's about as good as you could probably get for a three win team to have potentially three first rounders on your on your offensive line including the best left tackle in the game and the highest paid one in history so if they've got you know if they if uh, you know the basically there's a if there's pass protection they have some targets here yeah nico collins john mechie the third is back from leukemia uh the preseason star tank dell that you talked about dalton schultz uh, tied in now. How would you great, yep. uh, break down that uh, receiving group now? Well, Nico Collins has not lived up to expectations. This is a big year for him. Robert Woods is also in that room. That, and that's true. They, exactly. Um, Dalton Schultz is going to be like that safety blanket, that stereotypical safety blanket as a, as a tight end. So it is better than it was last year. Not sure. Mechie's looked really good in terms of just coming back from everything that he's gone through. Um, I, it's certainly a better receiver room. I don't think it's – now, Tank Dell could change a lot of this if he, if he performs in the regular season the way we've seen him in the preseason. Um, it's certainly not in the upper half, I would say, at this point in the NFL, but I think that there is – they're in the they're in the right direction, and it's certainly better than it was last year. You mentioned Damian Pierce. He rushed for more than 400 yards last year, four three uh, four point three yards per carry. Uh, I'm curious. You know, he's kind of kind of. You know, I don't think he. I think it's accurate to see as like a violent type running style. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I wonder how long that lasts in the NFL. Also, they brought in <laughs> Devin Singletary. Uh, is not exactly known for his breakaway skills in Buffalo. So how might they split those carries? Is there a split at all, and does Singletary just clear the backup? I would say that um, it's to be determined in terms of how it's going to shake out like percentage-wise, but Damian Pierce is clearly the guy. Um, here's a guy. You talk about the violent running style. The one good thing about this is that he did not, for uh, in college, did not, have a ton of carries he he wasn't used as much as you might think for a feature back uh in the nfl so that's the good thing there's not there's somewhere on those tires but not as much as maybe we've seen from some other guys that come into the nfl but violent yes and productive yes and pro bowl he was telling us uh, a couple of days ago that's that's the goal for him and and uh they have lacked depth in that area as well. So to have Singletary, I think, is a, is, is a big addition as well. And we'll just see how it plays out. But I think 
again, you got to feel better about that room because it's market. Uh, it's much better than it was a year ago. Talking Texans previewing the season with Jason Bristol from KHOU eleven in Houston. All right, let's flip this to the defense. Uh, you, know, you know, they they don't have the talent like when Ryan's was a player, uh, and when didn't have the you know Ryan certainly doesn't have the talent he had in San Francisco as a coach. Uh, the 2022 Texans defense among the bottom third in nearly every defensive stat. So, how much better can this defense get in 2023? Much better, and I actually think that might be the strength of of this team. Because when you're working with a rookie quarterback, you're going to have ups and downs. Jalen Petrie, uh, defensive back safety from uh, local high school here, he was one. He was one of the top tacklers in football. And yes, you could say that <laughs> there were so many guys that were able to break through that he had to make tackles yeah. as a, as, you know, he was that, he was just put in that position. But um, there's a there's a good feeling here that he's a star in the making. You also have, obviously, Will Anderson. You have Jerry Hughes, who he was excellent last year as he's in the latter years of his career. I think the linebacker play is going to be improved. It all starts up front with the rush and the interior pass rush and things like that and out on the edge. And thus far, all the observers have really felt that this defense is going to be much, much, much improved. And it, I hate to sound like that scratch CD saying, "Oh, they're better than last year, better than last year, better than last year." But that's but that's kind of the way it is. Uh, they've they've added more talent. They've added a, a few veterans here and there. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. is a guy that a lot of pressure because listen, they picked picked him in front of Sauce Gardner, and we all know what Sauce Gardner was. I, the common theme or the common feeling is that. This defense, this D'Amico defense, will be better for Derek Stingley Jr. than the previous one he was in. So, again, I think there's a lot of hope. But thus far, this defense has looked really, really good. And the Dolphins in Houston right now for joint practices, and I know we shouldn't get uh, excited about what we're seeing there, but uh, they picked off Tua a couple times, and I know it's a controlled environment. But, um, again, we look at the talent that is on this this side of the ball, and I, I don't think you can be anything but encouraged by the progress they're making and the additions they've made. Yeah, I think one thing, uh, just from afar here, uh, the, the the special teams. Uh, they obviously have a good kicking combo with the Fairborn yep. and also uh, Johnson, and they have uh, several kick return possibilities there. So I'm, I'm thinking that special teams could be a strength of this team. Oh, it was last year. I, that was, you know, we do uh, we do our fearless predictions for the season, and 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 last year I said, yeah, Cam Johnson may set a new NFL record for for punt yardage. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. But he was clearly on on many days the the most productive guy on the field. Take that if you want. I think yeah. most people would would know what I mean by that. But um, again. You know, every year, any team in this league, you're going to see one or two, I should say, that that take that big leap. And Lovey Smith was saying, oh, you know, last year, look at what the Bengals did or look at what this team did, and they jumped from three to whatever, uh, the playoffs. And 
when you look at the special teams, Tank Dell will probably back there returning kicks, I would think. Um, and, and the additions they've made on defense – and if you get passable quarterback play from C.J. Stroud in the beginning of the season and, and he becomes um, – he's not going to be a finished product by any means. I, again, I, I just – this is why there's so much optimism here because of the talent they've added. And not just talent, like it's ceiling talent. Like in baseball, we, have, we always talk about ceiling and floor and in basketball. But um, I think the, the high ceilings here are, are – that's what has that's what has people so excited, um, because these guys, when you pick two and two and three in the draft, those are the high ceiling guys, and 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 the Texans, um, they haven't had a lot of those on offense in the past, you know, five whatever years, and and I think again that's why fans are so excited. Jason, this has been good. I appreciate it. Thanks. Have fun. We will, and um, it's not quite. Phoenix weather here, but it's uh, we've had some 104s and 105s, and um, hey. it's humid, so it's not that dry heat, right? <laughs> that, that's right. I was just going to say, I've been in Houston in the summer before, and uh, I'd, I'd, I'd rather deal with the 115 and the, quote, dry heat here. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Jason Bristol from KHOU in Houston.